Right, everybody got the sunblock on? Yeah. Uh, we get ready. You got your shades? Yeah, man, 70 SPF. <laughs> oh, fuck around. <laughs> Yeah, we're I mean, getting ready to go to the beach. Yeah, exactly. I would have wear my boots because we're going to the beach in New York City. You want to hazmat suit? You don't want to step on any of those hypodermic needles. Full boots. You don't want any sandals. No, you want yeah. full boots. Yeah, you want some jack boots because there's some diapers around. <laughs> diapers are around. Welcome to the first We Hate Movies summer rerun. We hope that you are enjoying your summer vacation. We certainly are. Uh... Just like last year, this is a series of episodes that have already come out. Uh, we've sort of picked like some highlights, right? And these sure. are these are ones that aren't on the iTunes feed. If you get the show that way, correct. And this is archive material, so <laughs> archive material only. So I apologize in the advance for some of my shitty technical skills. And I mean, like the the cool thing about these are, you know, you can get all of our episodes on. Uh, we hate movie. What? Is, how do I not know our website? WHMpodcast.com. Uh, Holy slash fuck. It's been like five episodes. years. <laughs> slash episodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> slash episodes. And, uh, you know, if you're a true blue fan, you could just de- direct download them, but it's not the most. It's not the coolest way to get them, and it's not you know you're not streaming them directly into your. You can't directly get device. it onto your iTunes. Yeah, that exactly. Way. You know, you're, you're, if you're adding. If you're a gym user, you want to you know you want to grab it when you, before you get on that treadmill. So we're kicking things off with a very popular episode, a very old episode. I don't remember anything on this except for the talking horse. It's the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, uh, this was my pick. If we are we saying our picks or are we not saying? Yeah, our yeah, we all go around and pick like a right. one we want to put out. So this was Steve's. Yeah, so I apologize. No, it's a lot of <laughs> uh, it's one of the ones that was like really surprising people. Still quoted around and like say stuff about it today, which surprising is surprising in its success because it's like a completely Nobody unknown knows. Yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, it's not like a Space Jam. <laughs> no, no, nothing's like a Space Jam, <laughs> uh, and it's a weird family movie that Andrew found. Uh, you, your wife was way into this as a kid. I mean, she had seen it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think was the idea. And it's yeah, it's it's, it's super funny and really weird. And it's uh, way before well, yeah. she had a sex tape. <laughs> You're saying it's super funny. Uh, you mean the episode? Let's not oversell it. No, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. The, no, I mean it's, the movie uh, itself. The movie oh, was super funny. No, yeah, the episode's it's really garbage. Yeah, I, I, I think we say it might be a non-recommend, but it's kind of a you got to see it to believe it. Yeah, I feel looking back now, I don't recall what we said on the episode, yeah. but I think now I feel that movie's a see it to believe it. Well, I mean, there is a talking horse and his friend Monkey. Is the horse talking? Though? I think that's just us. No, I think we were just being jerks. <laughs> yeah, but there is, you are right, Chris Cabin. There is a monkey. There's a monkey involved. There's like child slavery. I mean, we touch on it all. So oh, I was saying there's a talking horse in the episode. We oh, actually yeah. got the no, talking no, 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 no. horse in here to <laughs> yeah. do some lines. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. With Steve, it was pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why I chose it because I forgot all about that talking horse. Yeah, who the... I think since had a heart attack. Oh yeah, they turned him into glue. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. glue and dog oh. food. Oh, Oh, man. Delicious and sticky. So enjoy the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. We'll see you afterwards. Uh, so for those of you who are familiar with the classic children's tales of uh, Pippi Longstocking, uh, this ain't your grandma's Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> I think yeah, it, it is new in there for a reason. <laughs> I guess the only new thing is the 80s music just peppered about through this movie. The movie's set in the 1950s, but every musical number that they have sounds like a fucking Tiffany song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sure that was in the boardroom meeting. It's, it's got to be like that Tiffany. Kids love that Tiffany. 
I should be able to play the Pippi Longstocking theme song in a mall anywhere in this country, and it's going to start a big dance party. And they'll all drink Pepsi. Pippi Longstocking is coming into your Uh, this is the the uh, second time I've seen this movie, which is which is horrible enough. Me and the little lady sat down for this one uh, about six months ago, and I was like, "Wow, this is really going to make like a perfect episode kind of a thing." And uh, oh god, it's just torture. Wait, was that the first time you saw this movie? Yeah, I saw this movie as a kid, as a whippersnapper. Oh, really? As a young upstart, Eric Siska myself. <laughs> so you had bad parents. Yeah. Did- <laughs> Did you just start like sassing him back after this movie? Like you just stopped, you stopped going to school, and you just started like, the, you know what? I think that is when my attendance fell off. <laughs> I mean, and this is, you know, I never read the kids' books or whatever, so I don't know what the hell's going on with like the traditional version of this character or whatever. But this movie is essentially about a feral animal named Pippi Longstocking that comes and lives with you know, next door to these kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just, like, preaches bad habits and, like, you know, how, how you don't need education. She's and- a straight-up anarchist. Like, this yeah. is <laughs> Tyler Durden, like, 101. Like, she is... Mm-hmm. I actually well, was hoping at the end, like... Project Anna- Mayhem? Yeah. <laughs> Annika and Tommy would just, at the end, it would all be one kid. And, like, there was no <laughs> Pippi. There was no Annika. There was no Tommy. And they, they, they blow up both houses. <laughs> No, it would be even better because then Pippi Longstocking would have to shoot herself in the mouth. <laughs> but maybe it would backfire and actually kill her. But I mean, the, 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 she does do a little Project Mayhem. There's like that ice cream scene. It's like, it's yeah. really anti-government, anti-authority. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Going to school? No thanks. I mean, but that's the thing, though. It's not like those kids' movies where, like, the main character is up against all the big spooky adults that are big and mean and blah, 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 and they're unreasonable and whatever. It's all these people that are like, hey, where are your parents? Should you be living in this house by yourself? They're extremely sensible. They're like, don't you want to learn how to read? Or it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Can I get some goddamn sleep now? Yeah, why are you playing outside in the backyard hammering things in a barn? And why do you have all these barn animals? Barnyard animals. So to backtrack for a second, she is the daughter of a sea captain uh, who I guess is like a pirate kind of pirate. Uh, yeah, Captain he, Ephraim Longstocking. He's a com- <laughs> he's a total pirate. I mean, she lives. Well, they well the main storyline takes place on shore. Okay, and it's this pirate's like hidden money house question mark yeah all right so it's kind of a safe house you know it it is it's a safe house so so basically the whole thing is we start off on the high seas and they're just coming from one adventure and he's like so now we're gonna you know go to this island where i'm gonna be the king of all these cannibals weird and uh you know you can come and you know be my princess or whatever and blah 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 and then there's a shipwreck but there's also that line about how cannibals love little girl soup so he's gonna keep her safe yeah, it, there's just what? a lot of... I, all right, you're a pirate king father. That's fine. You're a single dad, so I've got support for you right <laughs> right off the bat. You know, you're doing the right thing here. You should not be bringing your daughter around where cannibals are making little girl soup. There's just no sense of danger at all in this movie. Like, to 
to Pippi or her father. Like they're just these like ignorant like aliens from another planet that have no idea how danger works. Well, uh, judging by her strength, it's the planet Krypton. <laughs> yeah, she just has superhuman powers for no reason. I heard that she's as strong as they say ten policemen. <laughs> Which, that's just such an odd thing. Like, yeah, just get ten policemen together. That's pretty strong, right? <laughs> Is it like those five fat guys in the Mentos commercial that lift that dune buggy? <laughs> <laughs> But what's even funny is we actually read that somewhere that she is as strong as ten policemen. Yeah, there's like this like uh, little title card on Wikipedia where it's like she's been referred to as strong as ten policemen, stronger than Superman. Like she's this little like pixie redhead girl. Like, and it's not a thing about like the movie isn't about this girl with superpowers and like dealing with her responsibility to like do whatever. She just like a, she's an agent of chaos. She's an agent of chaos with super strength. Yeah, it's never really addressed like, wow, look at that. She just threw a horse through the air. <laughs> like every every like townsperson in this movie is just kind of like ignoring the fact that they're seeing her doing all these crazy supernatural things. Well, well, I wanted to just jump in when you were talking about how like there's no sense of danger, no sense of anything. And like that's really present from the beginning during the shipwreck. The dad, she's in the crow's nest with her horse and her fucking monkey or whatever else. And the dad gets blown over and he's like, all right, what you gotta do is when you get, when the, the current brings you to, to America, go to the Villa Bull of house and everything's gonna be fine. We always come out on top. This is always, this is the middle of a fucking shipwreck and your daughter is like in peril. Like, or, and, or you could drown to death. Yeah, it's just, or we could both drown to death or like starve at, starve at sea. No, they, he's just like, you know what? It, fuck it. I'll see you soon because we always come out on top. So whatever. See you in, see you in a year. I would be, if I got separated from my kid at the movies, I'd be terrified. No, totally. One time my mother lost me in the mall. Forget it. Not, you know, the <laughs> high seas. Yeah, exactly. Shipwrecks. For, oh, my Lord. And he's just totally fine with it. It's yeah. cool. So, all right. So she gets shipwrecked and it's like some small, like coastal Florida town. And uh, she was dangerously close to washing up on Cuba. Yeah. During the troublesome time. Yeah, that would have been a completely different movie. Well, she would have just like lifted a nuke over her head and just like threw it back. (laughs) Get this out of here, Russia. (laughs) So she finds the house, which, yes, is like the, the pirate safe house, the family home, the country home, but it's just all run down and whatever. And. She she moves in and it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to live here with my horse that sounds like a human and uh, my monkey who speaks English to me. Yeah, Mr. Nielsen and Alfonso, respectively. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They have proper names. <laughs> or No, the horse is Alfonso. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, yeah. and the monkey is Mr. Nielsen. Please. The monkey's it's, the it's one. Mr. God damn it. <laughs> I love that conversation with Pippi and the monkey when the monkey first was like, listen, you're going to have to start dressing me formally. <laughs> As sir. <laughs> I'm the one wearing a top hat here. <laughs> so she moves into this house or whatever, and like the kids next door are just like, oh, look at that. The house is haunted or whatever. Well, it's, it's kind of the beginning is very much the beginning of Peter Pan. Like mom and dad are going out on the town, you know, where are my cufflinks, whatever. And it's like, you kids go to bed. And they're like, oh, that's not fair. And it's like, yes, it is. Your children go to sleep. <laughs> and they 
they see a rumbling uh, next door. What's a bit of bullshit about those parents going out or whatever? Is it's like 6.45 and they're like, no, get in bed. <laughs> but there's no sitter. There's no like big St. Bernard Nana dog to watch over them. Nothing. Well, back then you do what you're told. Well, I guess it's the 1950s, so it's like kind of safe anyways or whatever. You could just go out. and As long as your kids were in bed, you could leave them home alone. Yeah, yeah. pedophilia wasn't invented yet. <laughs> I think that was invented in the 1970s. So in a lab. scientists were working very hard, tirelessly. <laughs> like, oh my god, now if we could just figure out how to fuck kids, <laughs> we just get a couple more million dollars in government funding. We could tweak our formula for pedophilia. Oh, no. It was a weird offshoot of the arms race. <laughs> just somehow it all went terribly wrong. I forgot to carry a one. It's useless. <laughs> So the kids go over to the house and they're like, oh, looking for ghosts and whatever. And they run into the horse and the monkey and they're terrified. She's got the horse chained up in the attic <laughs> very cruelly when there's clearly a horse barn outside. Hey, Pippi, it's a little <laughs> tall up here. <laughs> they, they force the horse to look at the barn, too. It's really screwed Looks up. Looks like there's a lot of hay in there, Pippi. A lot of room for me to lay down. <laughs> You know a bed's useless to me, right, Pippi? <laughs> You'll eat whole raw fish and like it, horse. <laughs> yeah, she does feed that horse raw fish. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's trying to feed it fish, and then she's shocked when the horse is like, I don't eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. so they fucking... You should go back to school, Pippi. <laughs> you should learn that a long time ago. They make friends with Pippi Longstocking, and that really gets the ball rolling as far as, like, the rest of the movie. It's really episodic and like there's no, I mean, and that becomes apparent in like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just like, what what's the new adventure, Pippi? Oh, we're going, you know, we're running away from home. Oh, there's a fire. Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. It's just a lot of, like this could be segmented into a bunch of like 23 minute episodes. Right. Of the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking television show. But I think the overarching theme here is, you know how there's some stories about man versus man, man versus nature? Yeah. man. This is man versus society because society wants Pippi to go to school and have a normal upbringing. Yeah. And she wants nothing to do with that crap. But she's just such a smug turd because, like, <laughs> everyone's like, listen, we just want to help you. And she's like, well, I don't need help because you're an idiot. It's like, no, fuck you, kid. <laughs> You gotta go to school. No, yeah, exactly. She's like this weird anti-intellectual. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah she but she's just anti-intellectual, but she's just fucking better than everybody. Mm -hmm. and it just makes you sick. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a little kid like acting like she knows better than any adults. Well, it would be one thing if it was if it, it was, was a situation one of those where super it's like, babies, yeah, those ba baby yeah, geniuses. If she, yeah, all right. If she was a baby genius, but. <laughs> More to the point, if she actually was like right about stuff and knew how stuff functioned. No. If you, you know, because you can be one of those like maverick people that's like, you know what? Like school isn't for me. Yeah. You know, whatever. I'm just going to go out on my own. And I, you know, I, I read independently, you know, so I still know things. I just haven't gone to school. She doesn't know how to fucking read. Yes. She is indeed in illiterate. She's, yeah. She's totally gleefully illiterate. At the point like, where she she's dictating to Dick Van Patten at certain points. Playing a hobo, everyone. A hobo is an intellectual compared to this woman. <laughs> Real cannibals? There's no such thing today. How do you know? You've never been there, have you? And do they really eat you? Yeah. Which reminds me, I'm hungry. 
You guys hungry? We're always hungry. Great. Who's for pancakes? So I guess one of the one of the first big things is she's like she's like okay well you know we're gonna hang out here and they get they make pancakes that's their first big thing right she's like hey everybody you want pancakes and the kids are like yeah great cut to the parents come home and they're like hey what's all that ruckus over that abandoned house sure hope our kids didn't go over there they're supposed to be in bed and they go over and what. Pippi's idea of making pancakes is is getting a bunch of batter together, making some pancakes, but mainly throwing stuff all over the place. Yeah. Everything's a fucking food fight with this girl. It's just a game. Everything is a game. Like this is this. I you know what? I want to do this because it's kind of fun. So let's just throw shit all over the place. Do you think that like her pirate father tried to like get her like not like to rationalize with her? Like, listen, we're gonna go into this village and st- we're gonna be throwing things around. But it's all fun and games, okay? <laughs> when we take the women into the tents, we're not hurting them. It's, it's and good. then when we, they were, we're, they're giving us their gold and possessions. These bullets don't hurt anybody. They're just yeah. it's all it's all spitballs. Don't oh, worry no, about. That's it. just strawberry jam because they love us so much. They're just giving us strawberry jam. <laughs> but what? Okay, if that's true though, what is the end game of that pirate father? Because it's like either a, okay. You're a pirate captain, okay? And you have this kid that you are responsible for. You are going to treat this one of two ways. One, you raise her to also be a murderous pirate like you. Mm -hmm. Or two, you shield her from all that stuff long enough until you can, like, get her away from the pirate life. Yeah, some boarding school, whatever. Neither of those things occur. And we're led to believe that this guy's a pretty successful pirate. (laughs) He's got gold all over the place. Well, the, the one thing about this movie that's really annoying is... Pippi always talks about the other adventures she's been on. I'm like, oh, that one time in like Honolulu, that one time in uh, Swim with Eskimos. And I'm like, I want to see any of that. As yes. opposed to you just dicking around this New England town or whatever the fuck. I would rather watch the old adventures of Pippi Longstocking <laughs> yes. than the new adventures. That You're exactly right. I'd rather watch the new adventures of old Christine. <laughs> <laughs> But so the dad comes in, played by Hollywood director Dennis Dugan, by the way, which is really odd. Uh, thank God he climbed out of this hole. At least someone survived. Are we saying thank God for grownups? Because I don't think I'm going to thank. I don't no, know. but you know what? He's just a guy who's he's had a career. He successful. Yeah. He pulled him. He pulled himself out of the fucking horrid shadow of the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Yeah, Steve, can you say the same? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> So the dad's like, so what's going on here? Where are your parents? And she's like, well, I don't know. My mother lives in the sun or something. Thanks for dropping by. She's really sarcastic to all adults. Mm -hmm. Never a straight answer. It's like, oh, yeah, my my dad will be here sometime or something. And like the whole time she she knows her dad's alive, which is bullshit, because you would assume and her dad should rightfully be dead. Oh, yeah. No, he should. You know, he's an older man. You know, (laughs) he didn't get lucky with that current like she did. He's dead. He's drowned. He's in Davy Jones' locker. Well, best case scenario, you're Tom Hanks and Castaway, which is not a great life. But he's a captain. He's supposed to go down with the ship, goddammit. Well, he got thrown from it. That's not his problem. <laughs> he's last seen clutching a barrel of porter or something. <laughs> which is still a respectable you know also, pirate death. Also funny, too, is you don't hear this that often, but American pirate. Yeah. yeah, American yeah, pirate. Right. He is an American pirate. That's very bizarre. Well, so Dennis Dugan's like, I don't know what that girl's fucking deal is, but I'm going to fix her ass soon. So he kind of goes away 
And, you know, he's talking to his wife and his wife's like, oh, she sounds delightful. And then the next day we're doing the cleaning the house song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scrubbing day is fun or whatever. Is this a musical question mark? Like uh, what what quali- quantifies a musical? I think you need see. And this is this is the, the key difference between like a musical and like a kid's film. I think a musical, you need to have a completed musical number. All of these songs are just interrupted or last for 20 seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's and nothing like... I, I also think you need more than one person singing because it seems like Pippi just t- just goes with it every time. Well, also, a lot of it is not them singing. You oh, know? It, it's, it's like just a, over. It's like the they're... songs from the soundtrack just play in the movie. Right, you're right. You're so, right. no, it's just it's a dumb family film where they put in songs because it's supposed to be like gleeful and whatever. So the, the, the kids come over the next morning because the mother's like, oh, that pee sounds delightful. And she's bathing her horse in the middle of the living room. And he's like, <laughs> Pippi, this isn't the right way to do this. Because <laughs> she's in the bathtub and the horse is just standing there. God, a horse knows better than this kid. The horse knows a lot better. Alfonso knows. <laughs> so and she's just like, oh, I'm going to bathe myself. And she's got all her clothes on, like rolls around in the bathtub. This is the uh, impetus of her creepiest superpower is her super spin. Yes. She can spin around like a propeller, basically. And she's like, oh, I'm all wet. Well, don't worry. I won't be in a second. And just like shakes herself off. It's bone chilling, man. It's, <laughs> it's like she's possessed by Satan. But because it's really creepy because this happens twice in the movie. And both times it, she's like, I'm going to spin now. And like, obviously, it's this little actress on like uh, a platform that spins and they speed it up. And then the, the camera cuts or whatever. And then it turns into a doll, a, a, a pippy shaped doll that's spinning really fast. I think they just put a red wig on the Linda Blair exorcist dummy. <laughs> Because it's it's really horrifying. Mm-hmm. And so it basically the whole like thrust of the film is like her like befriending these kids and Dennis Dugan, the father, and uh the lady who played Miss Peacock in the Clue movie as like the orphanage owner slash manager or whatever. The orphan baron. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to like basically get her into society. Yeah, and I mean, like, so basically, like, every single, at every turn, Dennis Dugan is like, oh, I have these two really well-behaved kids, and now this new runt of an influence, Pippi Longstocking, shows up, and now my kids are talking back to me, they're not going to school, they're they're running around like they own the place, how do I get this kid out of my life? And the wife is like, she's not so bad. I don't understand at what point in the movie we had the deleted scene where Pippi snuck over in the middle of the night and put a spell on the mother. (laughs) Or, like, there's, like, a voodoo doll where she's just, like... There has to be, man. Because there's no reason. Like, this lady is completely, like, well-minded with everything else. But she's like, oh, honey, you're crazy. She's a nice girl. No, she's a monster. Yeah, there's definitely black magic at play. (laughs) Well, all those voodoo islands she's been on. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, she's got deals with all sorts of witch doctors. She, she's and like, all she, sorts she of things. says that her mother's like in the, part of the sun, like she's a sun god or something. <laughs> well, that's just her. See, that is her not having like fundamental like understanding of how the world works, right? Like her father was like, "Oh shit, my wife was just killed by all those cannibals. We shouldn't have been hanging around." I'll tell her that she's up on a cloud playing a harp, and she's gonna think that she's just up there because she doesn't have, like, a comprehension of what death is. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. 
So one of the things, the first like big, like fight club esque incidents that we have, <laughs> because it starts off small, right? That's how these little, these weasels get into your life. It's like small, little, like minor irritations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're throwing pancakes around. Well, that's annoying. You're cleaning the house a little weird. To also the mother comes back and she's just delighted. Like she's like, oh, you're just, you, that you're, you're living by yourself and sort of cleaning your house and not really cleaning your house. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, you made cleaning a game. I wish my kids made cleaning a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the first big like offense to this town is she she picks up the kids. Pippi picks up the kids at school and she's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you want you want to go walk around for a little while?" And Pippi on horseback and then the brother and sister in a motorcycle with a sidecar just start blowing into the town square. And they're walking the around. The Pippi gang is ro- ro- rolling into town. Totally. And so she sees a little like line of these the town orphans. Like I don't know, by the way, why this small town has so many orphans. <laughs> it has more orphans per capita than any town I've ever seen. I mean, there's like forty people that live in this town, and like twenty seven of them are orphans. <laughs> and so she's like, "Hey, hey, kids, why welcome are- to Jacksonville, the orphan capital of the world." <laughs> yeah. So she's like, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, kids." What are with all those kids? Why are they all wearing the same thing? They look so sad. And they're like, oh, they're orphans. <laughs> and then, like, you realize this movie kind of has a real shit attitude towards the idea of, like, kids without parents yeah, and that aren't Pippi Longstocking. What's great, too, is they have, like, segregated schools. Like, the orphans are not allowed to go to school with the regular kids. No, yeah. It's even creepier than that. Like, so she's like, Pippi is like, oh, well, well, let's go play with them. And Anakin and Tommy are like, orphans. Dad says we shouldn't. My dad said we're not supposed to. Like, what are you keeping these kids away from orphans? <laughs> are is- they going to catch it? Yeah. They got they got fleas, you know, mm. and like, you know, lice probably. Do you think that there is some like uh, virus in this town that kills off? That's like uh, kind of uh, it's recessive in children, but they carry it. And that's how all these kids are orphans. Like, yes. You're clear of these oh, orphans, sh- kids. You don't want to catch the bad luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, no, because that's if you bring this like, you know, that like Dennis Dugan is probably like, wait a second. You were with who today? Orphans. And he turns to the wife and he's like, they have it. <laughs> and then they have to drown the kids so they don't get this virus that's inevitably going to kill them and orphan the children. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> it's not this movie, though. No. This movie's about an ice cream fight. Uh, so, yeah. So she's like, she's like, oh, what's an orphan? And they're like, well, it's kind of you, I guess. <laughs> but also, they, you know, they don't have parents. They have a really hard life, blah, blah, blah. They they get you know, led around town by Miss Peacock all day. It's horrible. And she's like, oh, that well, that's that's a real stinker. Let's buy him some ice cream. Because Pippi's independently wealthy with all her pirate doubloons, which every store in the town takes, by the way. Yeah, yeah her, totally. Cash, check, or doubloons. Her blood money. <laughs> oh, yeah. From, from her evil father. Make no mistake about it. Villages yeah. were slaughtered so she could buy orphans ice cream with it's corn. It's true. That's, I mean, like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, all these movies that like, gloss over how much fun and cute it is to be a pirate. It's not. It's raping, it's killing, it's fucking burning villages to the ground to get your plunder. Exactly. Pirates don't have W-2s. They steal that (laughs) shit from people they kill. And it's all okay if you buy a couple orphans ice cream. (laughs) So she's like, she fucking commandeers this ice cream truck. And it's a very weird thing where they're ordering, like, 
way more ice cream than any ice cream truck ever carries. He gives him, apparently there's barrels of ice cream that this guy has. <laughs> yeah, it's like a keg of ice cream. <laughs> a case of emergency ice cream. And the guy's just like, well, whatever. You gave me these two big half dollars. You can have it all. Well, that's the thing. There's two kinds of adults in this world, which are people delighted by Pippi, which is about 70% of the adults. Mm. And the other 30% are the people who are just like, does anyone see what's going on here? Right. Well, the ones that are delighted by her, the ones that like, she either doesn't personally ruin their lives or she helps out financially. <laughs> like this ice cream truck driver was probably like, wait, what's going on here? And then you flash those doubloons and he's like, well, I can retire. So do whatever you want. With oh, ice she, she thinks she's greasing a lot of people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. How'd she get that motorcycle? <laughs> Greased up some auto mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so she's like, all right, I'm going to buy this ice cream. And you're like, initially you're like, okay. This is ridiculous, but she's just doing a nice thing, right? She wants to buy ice cream for these kids, give them a, a nice little a ray of hope in their day of misery, like every other day, because they're orphans. Well, they're all getting the idea why the orphans have been brought out of their orphanage is apparently there's they're getting it's haircut day at the orphanage. <laughs> they're all in line at, at Giuseppe's barber shop or whatever. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense, because if you're just an orphan, it's like, line like, each kid up in the kitchen, put a bowl over their head, and just get it over with. Yeah, this is a uniform orphan haircut. <laughs> exactly. Plus, they all have lice, so you're probably just shaving their heads every month anyway. <laughs> so just dirty orphans, right, everybody? <laughs> so she buys all this ice cream, and you're like, all right, what a nice gesture. And she goes, okay, orphans, here's your ice cream, and just starts throwing it at people like it's a bundled-up T-shirt. And th- and then an ice cream fight breaks mm-hmm. out. A, a, you mung- it's like town square. There's like 60 kids all throwing ice cream at trucks. And the cops are just loving it. They're it's like utter madness. The, the cop has some line about like, well, isn't this great? These orphans never have anything good happen to them. And it's like, <laughs> you know, your town's being destroyed right now, right? <laughs> all for the sake of some orphans smiling for once. This is one step away from a coup. You're aware of that, right? Like, Yeah, I think this is <laughs> Lord how the that, Flies uh, breaks out. No, fucking that's how children of corn happen. Oh. Outlander! <laughs> like, that's exactly what we're dealing with there it here. Is. So, yeah, like, this huge ice cream fight breaks out, and we can talk about this other uh, really sad, tragic character who, uh, according to Stephen Tobolowsky's Law of Characters, is very low on the scale because she doesn't get a name. No. She's just, she's just credited as head girl. Right. And uh, it's the girl that lost out to Pip to Tammy Aaron in the auditions to Pippi Longstocking that they liked so much, so they made her, like, the square orphan leader. Yeah, she's sort of like the snooty version of Pippi She's like the antithesis. She's like the anti-Pippi. Bizarro Pippi. Yeah, 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 she's like, what would happen if Pippi went to the orphanage and actually had her spirit broken? Yeah, she's got got red hair and Mm -hmm. et cetera. She's, like, (laughs) very, like, in the pocket of Miss Peacock, the orphanage manager or whatever. To the point where this huge, like... You know, ice cream fights breaking out of the orphanage, and Miss Peacock like sends her in to break it up. Like, what? What's this little girl gonna do, Peacock? Also, like, there's a lot of stuff with this character that's like, you're not doing this in my orphanage. Don't mess around in my classroom. She's like the screech of this orphanage. Yeah. Like, just never gonna. Leave. She's a lifer. Like, people have come to try to adopt her, and she's like, I don't think so. I'm fine right where I am. Thank you very much. Just so people know, she's. You might recognize the name she's played by Faye Masterson 
She was in um, Eyes Wide Shut briefly. Um, Cops and Robertsons. Cops and Robertsons. The Quick and the Dead. She was like sort of Leonardo DiCaprio's sort of girlfriend in that. Uh, so she's been in the background of things. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Good for her because she's officially been in more movies than Tammy Aaron. Yep. She, she wins ultimately because I'm sure Tammy Aaron was a real shit on that set. Like, I'm Pippi Longstocking. What are you, head girl? You don't even have a name, head girl. Everybody knows what head girl means, right? <laughs> I don't think she's. Everyone, every, everyone, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, she is a method actor and she's in character still. And, and as we all know, <laughs> Pippi Longstocking is a massive snot. <laughs> so the way, like, so. This is the other thing why she is just like a criminal mastermind to a T, this Pippi Longstocking, because this ice cream battle is in full swing. And like adults are being assaulted, trucks are being hit, all sorts of, of shit's going on. Of course, poor old Dennis Dugan is just trying to go home after a long day at the fucking bank. And he, <laughs> he, just, got, he just got chewed out by his adult boss. And yeah. he's just really upset with his adult problems. And he walks outside and just instantly gets douched with Rocky Road. <laughs> this might be a obscure reference, but it sort of reminded me of Werner Herzog's Even Dwarves Started Small. Yes, where midgets take over a town. Yeah, they're just lighting things on fire. The truck is rolling around in circles. It's like <laughs> utter chaos. And so Pippi's like, well, my job's done. Come on, two friends of mine. And they hop on this motorcycle and the motorcycle just flies away. Well, no, there's a ramp, but it kind of all, like, it, there, there is a ramp. They do, like, a, a wheelie, but it's sort of. But it, it gets, it flies. Yeah, oh, no, it, it does fly. It's, all right, Steve, so it needed a ramp to get going. <laughs> but well, it I'm flies. Saying it, doesn't like, just, it doesn't lift off the ground. So that's less amazing and impossible? <laughs> It's all amazing and impossible. They're going, they're flying back to the talking horse, Andrew. It's all crazy. Do you think she could be like an ET or something? It, that was, it was kind of a ripoff of an ET shot, though. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Do you think she's from space? And no, she's from the fucking Cannibal Island or whatever. Yeah, okay. And so no, and but that's a really important thing. So the, she she does this crazy bike jump. You know what I mean? Like they fly up, and it's all crazy, and then like. Back at home, Dennis Dugan's like, oh, my God, I'm so furious. I have ice cream in my goddamn boxer shorts, and she almost <laughs> killed both my kids in a motorcycle accident. And the mother's like, oh, honey, she brought – all she did was bring ta uh, Tommy and Annika back, as always, safe and sound, which is such crap because she says, as always, what are you talking about? This is the first time your kids have gone out and done anything with this person. What do you mean, as always? What a, what a, what a gross assumption that this girl is just going to keep your children safe. That this wild animal that you're letting your children run around with is always <laughs> going to bring them home. Cause you know what? One day there's going to be a knock at the door and you're going to think, Oh, one of the kids got locked out, but it's going to be a police officer. And you know what they're going to say? Your kids' brains were smushed all over a rock after they fell off a waterfall. Well, I would, <laughs> I would fine. I would hope they broke it to me easier. <laughs> No, because she's the one that's been going around saying how great Pippi is, and the whole town's like, that's really, lady? Really? Well, guess what's finally happened? Newsflash, bitch. She <laughs> killed us. Excuse me, there was a motorcycle accident. You, that, you know, that when you let your kid ride around a motorcycle by itself, they're both dead. And there's Pippi next door smiling and waving at you. She's got cake batter all over uh, her nose. You think she's got like a Gary Busey thing going on? Like she's kind of mental, mental problems after that? After a motorcycle. <laughs> Do you think that's what happened to Pippi? <laughs> what did I tell you? Absentee ownership probably did. 
We'll pull it down and the whole plot will develop. You can't do that. We play in that tree over there sometimes. Oh, not anymore, you don't. Can we talk about the black heart? Yes. Yes, this, thread, this whole angle, yes. Yeah. So there is this character of Mr. Blackheart, who's also introduced pretty much right at the start of the movie, but it's such a useless thread. Well, it, it goes nowhere. It's just so stupid. It's like this, it's like this, he's sort of well dressed, but he's, oh, a swindler and a con man and a criminal. And he's like checking out their abandoned house, which also the whole town thinks is just abandoned because that pirate family hasn't been back in ages. And he's just trying to figure out how to like buy it, I guess. No, he's just going to steal it. Steal it. Yeah. He he keeps saying, I want to buy this house. And he goes to the bank. Yeah. I think that's sort of like his line to get in the door. But. But he wants to like swindle it out from under someone, but like it's kind of like really who really has f- ownership of this house? I mean, Pippi Longstocking cannot negotiate a sale of a house because she's too young, right? And her dad's who knows where, who knows what if they ever made mortgage payments, who knows if they own it outright. I'm sure that at very least that pirate has not been paying his taxes. <laughs> so I it's pretty much Owned by the state, I would imagine. That's, That's why that pirate, much- at, at the end, spoiler alert, the pirate comes back and he goes right, gets right the fuck out of Dodge real quick. Oh, yeah, totally. Before the heat gets back on him. <laughs> He's like Al Capone. But it's just, it's such like a, a wishy-washy thing because he's like, okay, I'm going to somehow get ownership of this house. Whether I steal it or I pull the rug out from under whoever owns it or whatever, I'm taking this house. And then he says that he's going to level it. And pour concrete as far as the eye can see. And kill everything that's living on yeah, the plot. Yeah, I'm like, what, are you just going to build a bunch of basketball courts? Like, what are you talking <laughs> well, about? His his thing is, which, I, and I think it's an industry and an archaeological, uh, it's an industry and it's a, it's a civic enterprise that never gets the credit it deserves, which is building a parking lot. It's always, <laughs> and like in every movie, it's the worst thing you could do with land. Parking lots are really useful. Yeah, they you are know, really useful. You kind of want to, especially after the ice cream, ice cream incident, you kind of want to park a little bit out of town, <laughs> a little out of the way. I'd like to park somewhere without a bunch of, a big scoop of fucking pistachio on my driveway. Absolutely. And you know, and the other thing too is like, wait a second. If Blackheart succeeds in his evil plan of knocking down this house, that means this pain in the ass kid is officially homeless, which means it's either the orphanage or the fucking gas chamber. <laughs> why, why are you trying to set up Blackheart as the villain of this movie? Movie? Come on. And it's always with the, again, with the parking lot thing. It's like, oh no, they're going to close down the record store and make it a parking lot. Like, well, maybe that neighborhood needs a parking lot. Bogus. <laughs> yes. You know what? Four people have been to this record store this month alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's 60 people that work downtown every day that have to drive in, and there's no place to park. They're feeding meters all day. Exactly. Empire Records should have just fucking went under. <laughs> Blackheart, by the way, is played by George DiCenzo, the guy who played uh, Marty McFly's grandfather. Where he's like, uh, Lorraine, you ever marry a boy like that, I'll disown you. That guy, which yeah. is just a nice little, oh, it's one of those things where, where you're the like, heck is John F. Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, oh man, that guy was in a better movie. Let's just think about that for a while. <laughs> but I mean, his character here, he has, and he has two like, uh, henchmen. Look, the thing about it is like, all right, you introduce a character in the beginning of the movie named Black Heart. Yes. And he has two, he has two official goons. I'm like, okay, this is the villain of the movie. And the end of the movie will be thwarting this villain. Yeah. 
Exactly. He has to be taken down. Like you set him up. You know, there's a there's a bunch of scenes where him and Pippi like kind of sort of dance around the idea of facing off, mm-hmm. but they don't really go head to head. Like she goes up against the goons at one point and it's like, all right, like she's defeated the goons at one point. The next step is her versus Blackheart himself. Mm-hmm. Like he kidnaps the other kids, blah, 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 whatever. But no, just I mean, this movie is so weirdly episode. Like, really, it is like a TV show, just kind of mashed together. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because Blackheart just vanishes from the movie. There's a scene where the last scene he has is him and the goons. They're standing out in the cold because it's like Christmas, and he's like, "God, I just want that house." And they're like, "Well, maybe someday, boss." And they're just like chattering because it's so cold. And that's the last you see of them. Hey, boss, it's been about nine months since I got paid. it's such a stupid racket i mean go to the next town get another house that's your thing right he goes around stealing houses (laughs) converting him into parking lots heartless black heart (laughs) (laughs) oh no the comic book store is going under they're gonna make it into a parking lot (laughs) uh can we talk about uh how this movie spits in the face of education oh every turn at every turn so the whole thing is they're like, you know, Pippi, you should really go to school because it's school and you you can't function in society without an education. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know what I think about that? And you're like, eh, okay. So then when she realizes, right, that like her two little friends that she plays with every day, you know, between the hours of 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. are at this place called school. So there's the one scene where she tries to go like check it out. And she, like, sits, um, of course, it's a tree branch right outside the window of her friend's classroom. And she gets up there, and she's, like, listening to the teacher talking or whatever. And all the kids are, like, distracted because there's this insane redheaded lunatic, you know, <laughs> sitting outside their window. And the teacher says something, and it's one of those, like, well, actually, I learned on an adventure with Daddy in the Philippines that blah, blah, blah. And the teacher's like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I just thought I'd sit out here and see if some of this education you're spewing in there wafts out the window in my oh, face. Oh, it's such a sarcastic, like, oh, I hope your wonderful education gets in my ears and I become a better person. Yeah, what a, what a <laughs> shithead, man. I'm afraid you can't stay there. It's disrupting the class. Tell her back to your seat. I was just hoping all that learning floating around in there might fly out here and stick to me. And Mr. Nielsen. He's very bad with his numbers. I'd like to help you, but you make that impossible. Whenever you're ready, come to school like everyone else, and I'll teach you. But now we must press on. Well, I guess we'll just have to stay stupid. Oh, maybe I'll learn to read. Yeah, right, what a loser. What do you think about that talking horse? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, this is all going back towards, it's really, at the end of the day, this pirate being a terrible parent, because her notion of school up to this point is... Being on the ship with her dad and her dad just basically, because at one moment there is a brief school section of this film while she's still on the pirate ship, hands it off to like the first mate or something. It's like, here, teach girl things. And then it's just like, hey, Pippi, come on, I'll teach you a few things. Here's an apple. Here's an orange. And this banana there, I think your monkey might like. (laughs) And that is the extent of school. Well, it's like one of those things where, like, the the first mate's like, okay, on the first day, and he waits for the dad to go in. He's like, let's play potato. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, let's be clear about something. You're criticizing this guy for being a terrible father, like, which is fine. He's a terrible father. But let's also keep in mind, he's a pirate. 
Not only was Pippi born out of wedlock, she was probably conceived out of consent lock, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, like, this guy did not ask for this. <laughs> like, he's a pirate, and he's a rapist, and he burns villages and yeah. salts the earth. But, you know, this baby was born, maybe your mother died in childbirth. He's not going to kill a baby. He's like, well, Ooh. fuck it, take it on board. In ten years, she can mop the deck. <laughs> but the best part is, like... And everyone thinks school is stupid in this movie. Even the fucking horse. The horse, by the way. So, like, this peacock shows up one day and she's like, you've got to go to school because it's ridiculous that you're living in a house with a horse and a monkey and nothing gets done here. And, she, and the horse is like, school. Like, yeah. He really just derides the institution of education. That's also a really uh, horrible scene, too, because uh, this peacock's like, you know, they paint her as a villain, so she's talking all nasty, but what she's saying is all completely logical and sound. Like, she's yeah. like, listen, you say you can live at home. That's okay. Let me just check out your house to yeah. see if it's okay to live in. And Pippi's like, okay, it's booby-trapped, you know. And she's like, yeah, okay, I just want to see how you live. <laughs> and, like, she walks in, and all this horrible shit falls on her, and she's almost killed. Oh, a bear trap. Yeah, and, well, like, no, Pippi's just sitting trap. there with her arms closed, like, see, I told you it was booby trap. Sorry, government employee. Here's some ice cream. <laughs> and she tries to pay her off at that point, too. She's like, listen, if you go away, I'll give you some of these great doubloons I have. <laughs> this endless supply of doubloons that the basement has. And, I mean, again, Miss Peacock's a really moral character. She's like, I'm not going to take your payoff. I actually believe that children need to be taken care of. Yeah. Like, I would rather not see you dead or, like, I don't even know, like, doing God, selling meth at the age of 21 because your doubloons ran out. Wow. Yeah, you know? those those doubloons are going to run out, and you're going to be doing all sorts of meth, and your teeth's going to fall out, and you know what happens when you have no money and no teeth? Let's just figure it out, adult Pippi <laughs> Longstocking. But guess what? You know, that house does sort of look like a meth house. It does. And I'm just thinking yeah. about... <laughs> That pirate ship kind of blew up out of nowhere. Do you think they were cooking meth in there? <laughs> One day, Annika and Tommy bring over an ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> the house also looks like the farmhouse from The Walking Dead. You're like, yeah. what is going to happen? What's going to befall this oh child? God. Once Herschel gets back, he won't stand for this. <laughs> AMC's Pippi Longstocking. Oh, man. I'd love to see her torn to shreds by zombies. <laughs> So there's another quick scene where you're, again, rooting for Blackheart and his crew, where, like, the two buffoonish goons show up at the door pretending to be, like, veterinary services, and mm -hmm. they're like, hey, uh, we're here to shoot your horse, or, like, give it a shot, and she's like, you're not gonna shoot it, or whatever, and, like, it turns into this big, dumb chase scene, and but they're just chasing her all over the place, and they get so aggravated. There's one point where one of the guys just says, here's what we'll do. We'll put her in the sack, and when it gets dark... We'll get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, they want to put her in a sack, and then when it's dark out, get, get rid of her. Get rid of her. Like a like a like a like a nest of unwanted cats. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just one of those things in a kids' movie where you can't say kill. But I mean, that's that's that that's a, that's a dark happening. turn. Well, you're setting up half of what you have to do to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> put her in the sack and wait till nightfall. I, I think the, <laughs> one of the, then take care of her. One of the easiest things to do here is get her in that sack, get a shovel out, bludgeon her a bit so she stops moving, and then you start digging the grave. Or maybe you know what? Honestly, they're after the gold. Bury her in the cellar and then collect the gold as you leave. 
But, win, win, everyone. No, but and that's but they can't because she's super strong. Oh, she's, right, ten policemen. <laughs> <she's>, <laughs> yeah, come on. She's strong. Two, two crooks versus ten policemen. Uh, in issue number fifty-five of the Fantastic Four, she arm wrestles the thing and wins. <laughs> So later on, the mother's like, listen, Dennis Dugan, like, I'm sick and tired of your bullshit. You got to give this kid a chance. You know what? I'm going to prove to you that she's a good girl. She's going to come over for dinner. Oh, Pippi at dinner. Give me a goddamn break. This is disgusting. It just it just makes you just you want her dead. And like even Annika and Tommy are like, look, look, Pippi, even like, I'm with you, you know, down with the government, rah, rah, rah. But sometimes you got to have dinner with the man, you know, and you just got to. Put on a happy face and eat shit for a while, you know? Like, yeah, you know, the man that puts uh, clothes on our backs <laughs> and uh, a warm bed for us to sleep in and delicious, healthy food for us to eat every night. You know, you just got to put up with their shit sometimes. <laughs> so she's like, oh, is this a sugar bowl? Dumps it on the floor. And she's like, sugar feels real good on your feet. Yeah, she's like, oh, I love the way sugar feels between my toes. And the dad is just like, You've got to be kidding me. But at the yeah. same time, I kind of feel like early on in this whole like dinner when she's like misbehaving, or whatever, he's like, just let it happen. Let it happen, Fred. Let her burn this fucking bridge right in front of your old lady's face. <laughs> because that, when the, that's what it is. And I mean, she is driving a wedge between these two parents. She's the- ruining this family. Mm-hmm. And so the, the guy's like, okay, well, you know what? You probably shouldn't do that. Just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mother comes out with this big cake that she made. Yeah. And it's a gigantic cake for four people, first it's, of all. It's one of those cakes that you'll see in the Beethoven movies. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's one of You're those. waiting I- for trouble to happen to it. It's that big and nice looking. <laughs> exactly. And like, she brings the cake out and Pippi's eyes just widen she's like look at that cake and she kind of like dips her finger in it. they're like no pippy don't 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 dip your finger in it that would be rude and she's like oh okay and then puts her face in it for no goddamn reason because that's how pirates eat cake after they murder the family that made it (laughs) (laughs) but it's so it's such bullshit it's so selfish what if anyone else wanted that cake that guy just again got chewed out by his adult boss, and you know, like he just, man, it's it's my birthday. My wife just made me this really delicious <laughs> vanilla cake. I only get it but once a year, uh-huh. and I can't wait to have it. And then this fucking little redheaded freak, by the way, that it belongs in the Xavier Academy, not an orphanage, <laughs> dumps her dumb, super strong face in it. It's like, do something about it, old man. Something tells me the wedge that she's driving between this married couple, that guy's losing out on a couple more things he only gets once a year, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. It's so ridiculous because then the mother is just like, oh, Pippi. Like, she still doesn't get it. And, you know, and... uh what, in one of the arguments, which I love, she goes, you know, Henry, Pippi would never put the kids in mortal danger, but oh, she does. Oh, yeah, 100%. Before we get out of this dinner scene, though, the mother's like wiping the fucking cake frosting off her face. And she's like, Pippi, can I talk to you outside for <laughs> <Yeah>. a second? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, okay, let's go stare at the stars and whatever. And they go outside and she's like, it's like that, like, let's get real moment. She's like, okay, listen. I have your back at all times, and you know that. So you got to be straight with me right now. Your mother's dead, right? You, you, you know your mother's dead. And this is when we get the whole spiel about, like, well, no, she's not. 
you see where that bright spot is in the sky? Well, that's directly under my house and blah, blah, blah. And if I look up there, my mom's on a cloud playing the harp and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, but, um, you know, she's probably dead. Right. (laughs) And it's like, it's, it's actually probably the best moment in the movie because like the whole like crappy, disgusting veneer of Pippi Longstocking fades away and she's like, well, I have to go home now. Thanks for dinner. I'll see you later. Yeah, she's crying. Like, it's, it's, it's a very real moment and you're like, oh, maybe she'll learn. No, she doesn't learn. No, she doesn't learn at all. The she next day, by the second. way, she kidnaps both of her children <laughs> to repay her for her nice, you know, like, for her, you know... Pay- she, you know, you, she didn't have to say it like that. She didn't have to spell it all out. Now, she, now she's going to know about loss. But it, it, it's like at the at, it's kind of hilarious because it's like the next day Pippi has five stars on Grand Theft Auto like all <laughs> like the National Guard has been called out the fire department's there yeah. you know Miss Peacock <laughs> like they're all rounded up like it's because I mean again we're dealing with a superhuman so you're not gonna just send the police there she's gonna bend their guns you know she's the strength of ten policemen no exactly so she's <laughs> like she's like you know what uh, Tommy and Annika. Your parents are just full of shit. You know what we should do to get back at them? Let's run away. Let's sing the running away song, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's all fine that they're running away because there's a peppy song that accompanies this uh, escape. And they try to run away by going into this, like, a toy car, but then Pippi is the propeller of the auto gyro plane that they've invented to escape with, modeling it after... Some other guy in town has an auto gyro plane. Yeah, well, I guess it's a weird thing where, like, Pippi Longstocking has, like, crazy super muscle memory. And she sees an auto gyro work and she's like, okay, I could make my body do that. <laughs> and, like, they get in this, like, this, like, fake little, you know, like, boxcar type thing. Yeah. And then she just holds on to, like, a broom yeah, handle it's like over two, her head. two brooms. And she starts spinning around again. And this thing just takes off. Well, the, yeah, the kids are propelling it, but yeah, she or or are pedaling to keep right, it moving right, cause, forward because it's but got a bicycle body to spin like the front engine. Again, just kind of stealing from ET. Yeah, but and the weirdest part is at a certain point, it's like, wow, even like and like this makes as the vaguest physical sense as it is, and you're like, that's kind of bullshit. Mm. And it's like, oh, I'm really tired now. So she stops propelling and then starts like steering it with her hands. Yeah, she's like flapping her wings and it's just whatever. And they go yeah. a little ways. And then, you know, I guess Pippi's powers get depleted at some point. She's too far from the yellow sun at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulls like a miracle on the Hudson and they just kind of crash into this stream <laughs> and they're like camping out or whatever. And this is another one of those really creepy moments where like, you realize these kids aren't entirely comfortable being friends with Pippi. Of course Lonsky, not. Because yeah. they're like, wow, you know, this has been a lot of fun, Pippi. But, you know, we should probably be heading home. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why would you want to go home? This is where we live now. <laughs> this is also the part where she casually reveals that she's got a gun, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, are you going to go home? Let me just, oh, let, this thing's getting heavier on my waistband. <laughs> Thud. <laughs> yeah, I got the heat in case it gets heavy. And then she starts talking about them like, like, uh, was that a rustle in the bushes? You know, that's probably not an animal friend of ours. That's probably a cannibal. So you two need me. (laughs) I think this movie uh, has the most use of the word cannibal in any other kids movie in in the history. Oh, without a doubt. Even cannibal movies don't spell it out like this. (laughs) Sons of the Lambs says cannibal less than this movie. It does. It does. I don't feel like hunting tonight. 
What would you hunt here anyway, Pippi? Oh, lions, tigers, and cannibals. I'm very good with cannibals. I promise you, with this old gun, I'll be able to defend us. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap. Wake me if you need me. And keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> So, so it's just this weird thing where she's like, oh, yeah, you can go home. Hey, uh, you mind if I just take this out for air for a second? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And she's just like, like is, is that thing loaded? Oh, you bet your ass it is. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's going like, to knock over a liquor store later. <laughs> she really starts freaking him out, though, because she's like, oh, yeah, cannibals. Well, I'll go take care of that. And she walks out the tent and she starts like making fake gunshot noises. And the little girl's inside like, she's killing them. <laughs> that is literally what is said. Tommy, we can't go home now. We're part of a murder beef. <laughs> she's going to send us up the river. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is Pippi Longstocking framing these two for her crimes. <laughs> yeah, Pippi Longstocking, by the way, is, is could have just as easily been the third accomplice in Mystic River. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, I believe Kaiser Soze was uh, Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> They're just like standing on the bank of the Charles River and Pippi Longstocking's like, yeah, that's right. Just keep talking about vampires. <laughs> just keep vampires a little more. Hit her with her hockey sticks. <laughs> Is that my daughter in there, Pippi? <laughs> But and now like and I, this is the scene that you never see because it's the day the the day after the, these kids are gone and like the dad's running all over town and the the mother is like just kind of talking to the horse like feeding him a carrot it's like oh Pippi I never thought you'd put them in mortal danger I want the dad that night being like oh how's your friend Pippi you don't give Pippi a call oh wait she stole our children from us. <laughs> When the mother, by the way, is she's like feeding the the horse a bunch of carrots, like, oh Alfonso, I didn't think Pippi would stoop this low and whatever. <laughs> and Alfonso's like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> she's <laughs> rotten to the core. <laughs> I've been trying to escape for years. <laughs> I was you know, she tried to feed me fish once. <laughs> I was <laughs> praying when that ship went under. I was finally out of her grasp. <laughs> there used to be three of us, you know. <laughs> You ever ask Pippi what happened to her pet dog? <laughs> so she's like feeding this horse carrots and then cut to Blackheart's goons like spying on this mother or whatever. And they totally make something about like, well, we'd like to take her, wouldn't we? <laughs> well, no, it's just like, oh, can we kidnap a boss? Can we? Can we? Let's do a rape beef. And he's like, no, not now. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to get this parking lot built. Once you get my parking lot built, you can rape whoever in town you want to. <laughs> you know what? I think uh, people who build parking lots are sort of like land pirates. <laughs> but yeah, so it, you never see the dad just being like, oh, so yeah, your friend Pippi really worked out really worked out with that Pippi Longstocking, huh? Where are your fucking children, lady? God, it has just got to be the most gratifying <laughs> I told you so. Because this guy never at any point... Is like, you know, yeah, that Pippi, you know, she she might be a good egg after all. No, he's disgusted with her from the second he meets her. Like, there is not something right about this person. And then from that point to the kidnapping, he's anti-Pippi the entire time. Well, the, the, but also the funny thing is when, you know, Pippi makes off with these kids and like they're like, oh, 
she has a machine that looks almost like Jake, who's the other guy that has the auto gyro in town. And like, well, let's go wake him up then. We'll, we'll run him out of town if he doesn't help us. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're going to run him out of town. Like, they act like it's all his fault. He's like, she wouldn't have thought about it. It wasn't for you and your goddamn science. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Scopes monkey trial. It, it literally is. You know, before you and your auto gyro, Jacksonville, Florida used to be scienceless. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they wake this poor bastard up and they're like, listen, Jake. You're going to take me up in your auto gyro and you're going to fly all around this town of ours until we find them. And if we don't find them, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, well, OK. But no, the funny thing is, he's like, I can't. It's night out. Are yeah, you fucking right. retarded? You dumb monkeys. <laughs> and, and he's like, well, you searchlights. And he's like, I can't land this plane. Do you have any idea how any of this works? But no, because science is bullshit. <laughs> Listen, Jake, just put the Bible in the plane and get up there. <laughs> Poor goddamn Jake. I guarantee you he closed up his auto gyro shop the next day. Yeah, you know what? There was like a field trip coming to his shop the next day, and they're all excited to see the auto gyro, and they see him locking the door and flipping the clothes sign around. Like, but Jake, what about the auto gyro shop? And you know what it was? It was probably those poor goddamn orphans that never get a break yeah. in this movie. They look forward to the auto gyro field trip all goddamn year. And they got there, and he skipped town. Because Pippi was doing something exciting. <laughs> so, and the, the sign just said, you can thank Pippi for this. <laughs> Even better, it said, you can thank Pippi for this. And then they peered in and he'd hung himself in the workshop. <laughs> so Jake and the dad are flying around the next morning and... Sure enough, the kids are in mortal goddamn danger. Once again, they're like, I don't, I don't even know how they get to this point. They're just like, oh, they're trying to come back. Like, oh, we'll just take the river. And they go in little like barrels and shit. Like, oh, this will be fun. And then they, they come upon a waterfall and it's get, it gets real for a second. Yeah. Even, even Pippi is like, oh man, is this the end of me? <laughs> <laughs> and so they swing down and the dad drops like a rope ladder out or whatever. And you're like, okay, Pippi Longstocking, you're the superhuman in this situation. Get those kids to safety. Nope. She is the first one. <laughs> On that ladder, that selfish little shit. Unbelievable. Hippie, you drop my kids, you die next. I repeat, you drop my kids, you die next. I would love it to be a thing where Pippi and the father like get in a fight on the top of the auto gyro. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be riveting. And like and like <laughs> listen, like they're like like Dennis Dugan and, and Pippi are going back and forth. They climb to like the top of the auto gyro and like Dennis Dugan's like slowly pushing Pippi towards the propeller of the <laughs> of the helicopter portion, and then it's you know, and then like it spins around, and then there's just a splash of blood on like the fin, like like oh my god, that'd be riveting. <laughs> or what if what if the next day like he goes up to her and he tries to kill her? He's got a gun and he shoots her in the face. And it's like you really shouldn't have done that. And then she's like a robot, yeah, liquid <laughs> yeah. liquid metal, yeah. it, like reforms. <laughs> And she has to kill him because he knows her secret. <laughs> she takes out her old-timey musket pistol <laughs> and lays him to waste. Speaking of that pistol real quick, before we move on, there is a crazy shot in in that camping scene where it's totally like a Travis Bickle, like she's just staring at nothing and the gun, like the cold steel of the gun is on her fingers and she's just like fantasizing about killing people. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, like if I was a parent in 1988 and I 
fucking drag my kids to this movie. At that point, I'm getting out of there. Like, you're just, like, feeling the cold gunmetal on your face. Like, well, you know no, what? you're not a, a hero I, for children. I like that. It shows that Pippi would defend her family, and it's good family values. It's it's not her family. It's two kids she stole I'm, out now, of the next-door neighbor's now, house. Now, I'm a member of the NRA, <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful message. <laughs> so, for whatever, like... The best part is like they're driving back and everyone and like Pippi's like, what a great adventure, right, guys? And Dennis Dugan's like, Pippi, I don't think you understand. You really went too far this time. You're fucking wrong, kid. Guess what? Orphanage time. Totally. And it's one of those like it's it's the car ride after the horrible thing has happened Ooh. and everyone is dead silent mm-hmm. and nobody knows like when this bubbles of silence is going to burst mm-hmm. and she's like so we all had fun right guys yeah and yeah so then it's like it's orphanage time and then she has the audacity to be like well nobody got hurt we're gonna go home and my house is still gonna be there with my horse and my monkey so who cares and dennis dugan just very pointedly is like you just don't get it <laughs> then the horse comes out you're not welcome here pippy <laughs> i've had enough you know pippy we've been doing some thinking and we don't want you back <laughs> no pippy we've already spent all your money <laughs> i bought a year supply of hay because that's what a fucking horse eats here eat fish you bitch eat fish <laughs> Well, how do you like it, depending on one of us? Oh, man. So she just gets sent away to this orphanage, and it's refreshing. It is, because she's in, like, a class, and then she's, like, doing her Pippi Longstocking shit. I mean, this teacher is kind of a, a weird, abusive teacher, but, like, it's set in the 50s, so it's kind of okay. Yeah, like, yeah. she gives her a little ruler slap or whatever. Yeah, the, there's a strong talking to Pippi, and the, the, they have to point out to Pippi that there is, like a punishment bunker thing like a like a shed with a pit that like, is a little bit of a cock tease screenwriting though because the teacher's like you know what if you don't stop screwing around the punishment sheds out there cut to a shot of this glorious looking structure. oh it's it, beautiful it, it might be just a, a shot lifted from cool hand luke you know <laughs> yeah, like i think it is <laughs> Or maybe, wouldn't it be great if Paul Newman was out there, like, tending to the field in, in, his, in stripes? Taking it off, Pippi. <laughs> the first the first way, the way Pippi proves herself in the orphanage is just getting a bare-knuckle boxing match with George Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. She's <laughs> as strong as ten police officers. Oh, she yeah. beat the shit out of she him. She'd tear him to shreds. Wow, you know what? If you were a betting man, you would have made a lot of money on Pippi. <laughs> I got the red-haired girl. Over George Kennedy? You're c- c- crazy. <laughs> I'll take those odds. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but the thing, you don't get to the interior of this punishment no. shed, and it's a real shame. Like, I wanted to open the door, and there's just like a chain stuck to a wall and a skeleton laying there. A little kid skeleton. <laughs> and it could be a fake skeleton, but it's just the well, school. It should be. It's a movie. No. No, I just mean in the world of the movie, it oh, would be a fake skeleton. I see. The t- you know, the teachers at the oh. orphanage use this as a way to scare the kids. I mean, if it was a real skeleton, too, that would be totally awesome, because then this orphanage is killing kids. Little <laughs> shitty kids like Pippi Long. But no, it's one of those things where it's like you know she's got she's one infraction away from going to the punishment shed and she never gets there there's yeah. the horse but an anonymous call like you gotta put her in there right away <laughs> she'll tear that place down she's really strong i saw pippi in the town square today and she was throwing ice cream again <laughs> would it be great if the horse tried to frame like 
Pippi Longstocking for like bomb building. She had all this horse manure <laughs> and, and charges and some wires. I'm no scientist. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. Oh my god, she said she can send to Guantanamo. <laughs> I would love her to be sent to Guantanamo. So th- this just uh, by the time she gets to the orphanage, you're like an hour and twenty minutes into this movie. So you're like, all right, I'm in the final act. This is the final thing, and I, I'm even thinking like, okay, maybe this is going to be like a George of the Jungle situation. Where she realizes, you know, her wild ways aren't exactly the way to live. And maybe there's delight in learning. Maybe the joy of reading. How do you make a book, by the way, for children that teaches kids that reading sucks? Well, that's, How does that that's work out? Sa- well, that's what I'm saying, though. To be fair to the original source material, I don't know if, if these books had made her out to be this feral animal. Or if it was just a thing where it's like, oh, Pippi Longstocking, she's just this girl who goes on these adventures. Because, like... This whole movie, right, is the idea of, like, this crazy character from all these adventure books yeah. comes to the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is kind of like that George of the Jungle, like, you know, Brendan Fraser could have easily picked up some slack in this movie. It, like, you know, wouldn't have missed a beat. It's sort of like Beastmaster 2. <laughs> right. I mean, you could have called it Peppy Longstocking. There's fucking Brendan Fraser. and it's Yeah, him learning how to use a microwave or something. Yeah, he's always interested in how a microwave works. <laughs> Three different movies he figures out a microwave. <laughs> so, I mean, like, the last act of this movie, like, she, like, kind of, you know, uh, and it's great because uh, other girl or head girl or whatever it is, like, uh, yeah, you're in my girl. world now, bitch, and, like, we don't do things that way, and, you know, th- this is how things work, and she's like, ah, fuck you, you dumb orphan, I'm rich anyway, you know, like... <laughs> Sooner or later, they're going to lower their guard, and I'm just going to break out of here, and you're still going to be an ugly orphan. <laughs> and, I mean, like, the la- like she cries, and she's like, oh, I have to write a letter to my dad so he knows to come get me now, finally. Even though, so I guess her her dad could have just come at any point, and he just hasn't, for whatever she reason. She didn't even check to see if she was alive. Nope. But it doesn't make, I mean, and it's just, it's a bad movie with so many plot holes like this. But, I mean, the whole thing is they're like, so Pippi. Your dad's probably dead like your mother is definitely dead. You understand that, right? And she's like, no, no, no. You know, he wouldn't die on me. He's just out in the sea or whatever. And it's just she writes a letter or she has a hobo write her a letter. And she puts it in a bottle and she goes, now, bottle, make sure you go right to my dad. No stops along the way. And it's like, do you know that? This isn't like you're talking monkey and you're talking horse. Like it's just a bottle. It's not gonna talk back. Talking bottle. And then she throws it back. She throws it Superman three style all the way to the island. Yeah, with the the force of ten policemen. (laughs) It is just shooting through the sky. It's not even going to the water. I don't want to lose the Dick Van Patten element of this movie. Right. So yeah, this this educated hobo played by Dick Van Patten. Gregory Gregory the hobo. She goes all the way up to the attic. She's like, I guess, you know, she, she's trying to make her escape. Yeah, she's like formulating a like a breakout. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the the nurse, uh, the head the headmistress, and like some janitor are playing cards downstairs. Yeah, it's just more evil adults, right? They're like gambling and smoking. <laughs> and yeah. so like she. There's this creepy ass hobo played by Dick Van Patten, and he's like, "I'm the glue master," and he's got all these. He's just sleeping in the in the attic of of a of a child's orphanage. It's really a creepy place to find an old hobo. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Do you think that Dick Van Patten as Gregory the Glue Man was like the 
unadoptable orphan. <laughs> and it's like when you get to be that old and no one's taking you, but you just have no social skills for the real world. Yeah. You just move up to the attic and start what? making glue all day. <laughs> we do, Well, that's Gregory. You just chain him up in the attic. Like that's where head girl's going to be in like 15 years. Yeah. If nobody adopts her. Right. Just up in the attic. Yeah. Her and a bunch rejects. of cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has. This glue that allows people to walk on walls. And I mean, like, honestly, it's we're at 90 minutes. And I'm like, really? We're going to start walking on walls now? What the fuck is going on It's here? a great invention, especially for a hobo. <laughs> but it's like, what, what is the point? Like, we are so close to this movie being over with. Like, the finish line is in sight. And now we just have to watch her test out. There's like a trial scene where she's like, oh, wow, that that's cool. Yeah, your your glue invention does work. And we get like, walk in on the walls, bump, bump, bump. But anyway, so what else are we going to do? This, like, <laughs> this also takes away from the idea that this is like a magical character coming to the real world. Because here is a supposedly ordinary hobo with magical glue. Yeah, you're... <laughs> Absolutely right. Maybe he's from some distant land too, and he's just stuck in stuck in the oven. It's <laughs> he like must it's like uh, it's like uh, Toodles and Hook. Like he's just the old lost boy that lost his marbles, but he's <laughs> he's in the real world, so he's just crazy. Exactly. And then this guy, the the guy, I guess he's a janitor or the fucking who knows what. It's he's just, either a janitor or he's just a serial killer that's also boarding at the orphanage because <laughs> this guy looks like a real scumbag. Yep. Yeah, he's like a 1971 Harry Dean Stanton lookalike <laughs> and that's a bad news dude. Yeah, right? 100%. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, ah, he's just like, ah, I'll work and no play. And he like throws his cigarette into a pile of old newspapers. Hopefully these dried out newspapers and that seedy looking mattress there will put out my cigarette. Well, let's go back to playing poker for kids. <laughs> I'll raise you two girls. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't come cheap, so don't give me too many boys on this end. So she's like, okay, I'm a uh, hobo. Uh, I'm going to dictate you this letter because I'm gleefully illiterate. He's like, okay, Pippi, you should probably learn how to read it. She's like, ah, you're homeless. Just do what I say. <laughs> And so whatever. And like, she's like, okay, I'll use your glue to walk down the walk out, walk down the side of the building. Yes. And already the places are cooking up. And, <laughs> and it's this big thing of like, you know, her getting down and it, it's a big to do. It's a big to do, but it's like, for whatever reason, it's the scene that's going to erase all the damage that she's done for the first hour and 20 minutes of this movie, yeah. which is these, like, bullshit magic scenes. So, like, she saves a bunch of kids that get stuck in the attic from the orphanage because Dick Van Patten jumps out the window first. They're, like, it's all the firefighters, and they have one of those, like, rescue net trampoline-looking <laughs> things or whatever, and they're like, all right, Gregory, come on, get those kids out of there. And it's Pippi who instigates it. She's like, no, Gregory, you have to go first. First. And he's like, what, really, Pippi? Okay. And then he jumps, and the two kids are like, well, we, we're we not brave enough to do this. How are we going to get out of here? See, I told you. She's trying to kill those kids. <laughs> I told you she's dangerous. I told you. This movie just ends with her putting her own horse down. <laughs> That's the last out of you, Alfonso. <laughs> Loose lips, Alfonso. <laughs> Blam. <laughs> you got a one-way ticket to the glue factory, Alfonso. Hey, Gregory, I got something for ya. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, so it's like, it's Dick Van Patten and two six-year-olds. Dick Van Patten's like, fuck this, and just jumps out. <laughs> so then these kids are up there, and they're like, 
the, the entire fire department is stymied as to what's, <laughs> what to do. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is just a two-story orphanage. <laughs> yes. No one is running into that fire at all. They're all just standing outside like, well, he jumped and... I guess we didn't have it in the ladder budget. But like, no, yeah, the ladder was there, but the ladder just doesn't reach for whatever reason. It doesn't reason. reach to the second story. And so this is where Pippi comes in and saves the day. She climbs up a telephone pole, throws a rope across, because or the monkey jumps across oh, the with monkey. the rope. She tosses the monkey with the strength of oh, ten policemen <laughs> into the building. Yeah, into the burning building. And then the monkey ties the other end for her. And she does like a tightrope walk across. And then one-handed each just picks these kids up and yeah. just, you know, carries them back across. And then she's like, come on, Mr. Whatever the monkey. And the monkey's like, nope, I'd rather burn than go back with you. <laughs> so she goes back across to get this monkey. And oh, the- oh, my only friend. <laughs> she's going to let him die. He's the love of my life. <laughs> and so the, the rope catches on fire and she like swings down and lands in the rescue net with the monkey. And immediately this town is in love with her. Dennis Dugan, Miss Peacock. Everyone's like, oh, thank God, Pippi, you saved your, you saved yourself, two kids and a monkey. You're the king of the world. That's terrific. Miss Peacock's even like, I was so wrong, Pippi. Will you ever forgive me? It's like, no, Miss Peacock, you're the trained professional in this situation. You know exactly what's been going on since Jump Street, lady. Are you shitting me right now? And I it's mean, a- they also, they found Pip- Pippi outside of the place before the, fu- bef- like, as the fire was raging, in her normal clothes. She's obviously been out of the house she could have, I would suspect her, number one, for lighting that guy Yes, fire. oh, 100%. She's arson. pulling a burn. She's pulling a burn. <laughs> I've seen it before. She is. She. That's what I would think. You know how many towns I've had to blow? <laughs> how many orphanages have to burn, Pippi? <laughs> how many? She gets off on it, officer. <laughs> well, it's too bad that a talking horse is not admissible in court. <laughs> You're free to go, Pippi. Someday that'll change. And then you'll get the chair, Longstocking. The chair. So, yeah, everybody loves her. And you're like, oh, great. The movie's over. Like, yeah. Like, that's it. You know, she, she's had her little arc. And that's it. And, like, apparently saving kids, saving orphans, like, makes you graduate from Orphan Academy where you don't have to be an orphan anymore. Well, it's like you made the move that the entire adult fire department couldn't make, so obviously you must be able to function on your own. <laughs> she's an honorary adult. Yeah, she's a total emancipated minor. She totally Macaulay Culkin herself out of that situation. And then she starts having her own spinster Christmas where she's, like, <laughs> decorating the tree by herself and, like... Yeah. You know, and Tommy and Annika are, like, having Christmas at their house. And she's like, oh, no, I feel so sad. It's so awesome because, like, their whole family is going over to their house for Christmas dinner or whatever. Ooh. And it's, it. I thought I caught a line where someone's like, what is that, another turkey? Come on in. <laughs> and, you know, Pippi's in the other room eating straw off a broom. <laughs> and so, you know, she's just, like, singing, you know, a, a Christmas carol. And then, like it's so sickening this whole family comes over the whole town yeah just out of nowhere just like caroling on pippi's front lawn it's great and then ah this is really annoying too because it's a christmas eve or christmas day night or whatever and the two kids are hanging out at pippi's house unsupervised again let me tell you something when i was a kid 
it didn't even occur to me to not be with my family no, on Christmas. Absolutely like, not. what are you doing? And why not? It's so ridiculous. But one one thing I don't want to miss is the puppy scene, which is really fucking. Oh yeah. Oh, take this head girl. So it's like everyone comes and everyone's like, "Oh, Pippi, everybody loves you. You can't be alone on Christmas." And this poor orphan girl in her tattered cloak has to come with Miss Peacock with this bo- this present for Pippi, and she's like. Thank you so much for saving everybody. You sure have a nice warm house in there. I'm going to go back to the orphanage. Here's a fucking puppy for oh. your trouble. Oh, by the way, it's still mostly burnt down. I'm, I'm, I don't have a win- window. It's really cold in there. But but here, here's a puppy. <laughs> I guess it's a Christmas miracle, Pippi. I only have six holes in my jacket. <laughs> and then also at this part of the movie, Mr. Blackheart just falls off a cliff. Just, just He's gone. Yeah, that's when they're chattering outside. And it's like, well, maybe I'll get that parking lot. Maybe not. See you at the sequel, Pippi. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is set up for a sequel. <laughs> I, I, I know of a bikini resort in Florida that could that could become a parking lot. <laughs> oh, no. Well, g- just give Pippi a few years and she'll be there in a bikini. Serving daiquiris to frat boys. Which I think is what she does now, the actress. <laughs> Probably. Right? So at this point, also, the dad, I guess, got the letter in the bottle and he shows up singing some fucking sea chanty. And it's just like, yeah, hey, he's just a giant, like, pirate. Uh, Santa Claus coming up with a big old sack of plunder. <laughs> Smelling of seaweed and salt water. And he's just like, here's this gold. All right, let's go back on the ship, Pippi. And it's the next day and everyone's like, and, and Dennis Dugan's like, yeah, I'm going to miss Pippi. But, you know, I realized she must have been really lonely living by herself. So, you know, it's good that she'll go back and live with her dad. That's great. Yeah, and they're, the whole town's like, okay, well, you know what? This is, It's been nice, Pippi, but, uh, you know, things were kind of okay before. So I guess we'll just <laughs> uh, see you later. She gets on the boat and it's just such like a confusing bit of screenwriting and it's just like so messy because she gets on the boat and they're like all right like you know dad's gonna take you away and you're gonna go be the princess of this cannibal island or whatever and, and he's and the king the first mate's there is like hey pippi and it's like oh, okay so that's the end of the movie like this is really the end of the movie yeah like we've come full circle and whatever and like you know like the the two okay. friends of hers are like crying on the shore and everything everybody's waving goodbye and uh she gets to the boat and she's like uh, you know what, Dad? On second thought, ah, fuck it. I guess I'll give school a shot. She, yeah, but she's like, I can't. He's like, but Pippi, you know, I love you. You're my daughter. I want to be with you. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but I can't stand to make anyone cry. Th- that's her lie. You know the logic. Which is, yeah, that's the mindset. But the, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, two things are happening here. Uh, one, she she's possibly making her father cry she can't stand to see anyone cry but maybe abandoning her father he's gonna cry but also let's be realistic here okay i feel like this dad coming checking in on her taking her back or whatever it's a little bit like half-hearted you know i don't don't think he was entirely broken up by having to leave her back in florida no he was totally fine with that well now it's your decision i want to be with you more than just about anything and I'd really like to be a princess. But I can't bear to see people crying because of me. And then she, like, readying herself for her voyage back to land, just picks up Alfonso the horse and chucks him into the water. <laughs> you fucking bitch! <laughs> I can't swim! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no, Mr. Nielsen! It's the drink for us! <laughs> <laughs> and 
this monkey's just riding on the horse's head, using its ears to steer back to land. This horse, honestly, if I were the horse, I'd like run really fast and then fall and break my leg. So they pull an HBO's luck on me. Yeah. Just put me down. I feel like I tried to get a good grip with my te- my horse teeth onto Pippi and just take down the all of them. Yeah. The monkey, Pippi, we'll and all- we're all going down for a little bit of Davy Jones's locker. Speaking of luck, by the way, there is an interesting bit of uh, information given at the end credits here, Steve. Yeah, it's not like, you know, every movie. I, I mean, I don't know when PETA formed and whatever, but it's always no animals were harmed in any way during the filming of this film. It's I mean, this, this is 88. Like, we had those warnings by this point. And that's an ironclad warning. It lets you know that no no animals were harmed, no, not killed, nothing. No harm befell an animal on this set. Ooh. Yeah. The mo- this movie says the animals used were filmed under strict supervision with the utmost concern for their handling. Now, think back for a second, folks. There's a scene at the beginning of this movie where they make this poor horse walk down a flight of stairs. And you can see how awkwardly this animal is like, well, I'm not used to these. <laughs> and is having like a real hard time. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. They went through a couple of Alfonso's on the set of this movie. Yeah, they, they put down a couple of horses. Maybe if through a few, a couple of monkeys burned up in that fire. Yeah. <laughs> and they made magic glue out of all of them. Yeah. The puppy that they gave, they just dropped and it broke its neck. Well, another one. Come on. <laughs> Dude, you never see that puppy again. Yeah. Like, I think it was a thing where, like, oh, she's like, oh, thanks a lot, Miss Peacock and Head Girl. That's great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Merry Christmas, you too. Neck break. <laughs> Throw that thing in the garbage. I'm not going to accept a gift from those pieces of shit. She didn't have, <laughs> she didn't have a Christmas turkey, so she cooked up the dog. <laughs> oh, no. They gave her a dog. You know what that means, Mr. <laughs> Nielsen? Yeah, just a little bit of uh, movie trivia to help wrap this up. Um, I thought this is a funny bit that I found on IMDb that the uh, the house used for Villa Villacuna, Pippi's home, is now the Posada San Carlos, a bed and breakfast inn, painted white, pink, and green. It has become a popular tourist attraction. Like for fans of the movie, I don't know. Maybe? I guess so. No, it's just probably got good land. Like it's, it's, it's got a good <laughs> it's, view. It's, it's got, got a really good. sweet parking lot behind it. <laughs> it's got a nice location. Um, so yeah, there's a, yet another we hit movies bed and breakfast in you can go to. <laughs> exactly. And if you go to this one, tell them Mr. Destiny sent you. <laughs> That'd be cool to do the We Hate Movies uh, bed and breakfast tour. Oh, 100%. We'll get like five more destinations or whatever. We'll map it out, <laughs> put it up on Facebook so people can do a road trip. <laughs> I wouldn't go on it myself. No, no. But, you know. I, was just gonna, I was about to say, like, if, I, if we started getting pictures of people in all these locations, I'd no, start no, no. feeling really sad. <laughs> Other people can go and take a take a sign with them. You know, take a picture of it. it says Mister Destiny sent me. It's a big old Pippi Longstock. Yeah, and then the uh, castle in Indiana. Totally. Freedom calls and Pippi runs. The girl who never heard she couldn't do something. Watch out, world, 'cause here she comes and she's bound to teach you more than one thing. Pippi Save some time here. Nobody's recommending this movie, right? No, no. there's not. I mean, there, there, it's a it's a funny movie to watch. It's really like kind of 
jaw dropping in parts, but it's it's an hour and forty something minutes. It's it just it goes and goes and goes. I'm sure you could find like pieces of it on YouTube, maybe or something like that. You know what it reminds me of watching when when you're with people and they're like, "Oh, let's watch a couple episodes of this awesome TV show that we like." And you're watching a couple episodes, but then you're just sort of like, "We're still watching this show." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, one hundred percent. And like with a show, though, you can be like, "You know what? Nah, forget it. Like this episode's over in five minutes. I'm not going to revisit it." An hour and 40 minutes with this movie, guys. It's yeah. almost impossible. See, and that's the thing is some people like will criticize this show or whatever we do like family films. They're like, well, it's not intended for adults and you're making fun of it and whatever. But it's like there are good family movies. There oh, are yeah. dead good family movies. Like, like look at the Pixar movies. Brave Little Toaster ain't bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally. So like. This is just, uh, it's without merits, and I honestly think your kids will be stupider for seeing it. And I <laughs> saw it as a kid, so I'm living proof. <laughs> I mean, folks, if you met him, you'd be like, wow, he really watched that new Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. A uh, quick note about the director of this movie, uh, a guy by the name of Ken Anakin, uh, rest in peace. But uh, he kind of was a big director uh, early on in, like, the 60s and stuff. He directed... Um, like uh, uh, the Swiss Family Robinson movie, yeah, uh, those magnificent men and their flying machines. You know, which he is also like a magic car movie. He also did Battle of the Bulge. Now, yeah. That's a big World War II movie from the late mid to late sixties. But the sad thing is, uh, after the, like, the New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking was his last completed film. After that, he has two separate incomplete Genghis Khan films. Again, <laughs> proof that that type of project is cursed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. For, for maximum enjoyment, go back and listen to the Conqueror episode we did. You make a movie about Genghis Khan, it's put you right in the grave. <laughs> wow. There it is. Talking horses, monkey friends, uh-huh. that pirate dad who's just the worst. It's all there. That little girl that just needs to just relax, understand how to be a kid, and just go to school. Just learn. Why don't you learn something, Pippi? Also, why can't you just... I'm sorry. What does the police department look like here? Are they just all coloring with crayons all day? It's like, it's like you know how we get a lot of joy out of looking at pictures of old-timey fire departments? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like an old-timey dummy police force yeah. in this movie. So it's the yeah. same kind of entertainment. The actual value. Keystone Cops. <laughs> yeah, they came back for this movie. This is pre-SWAT teams with snipers. Because I think yes. that would solve this movie pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, they'd yeah. put her down in two seconds. Because she's an unnatural being that's trying to take over a town. What else are you going to do? Right. The strength of ten men. <laughs> Or whatever. Well, oh man, it'd be great if uh, it'd be great if uh, Zack Snyder's Superman had to break her neck at the end of this movie. <laughs> he just had to do it, and you know he cries about it. Then he makes it makes out with his girlfriend on on top of a pile of rubble. Yep. Oh yes, sexy shit. All right, so clue for next week's rerun episode, gang. Now keep in mind these clues have to be a little more vague because they're episodes we've already done. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm thinking. Hmm. Could it be as vague as super unnecessary sequel? Yeah, that's cool. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So until next week, gang, enjoy the summer. I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Gavin. Eric Siska. Steven Tate. Take it easy.